World Rugby has admitted to New Zealand Rugby that the Aaron Smith try wow. should have stood because they shouldn't have gone back as many phases as they did, which is great, but does it really help anybody? <laughs> well, the, 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 the straight answer to that, and I've been thinking about this this morning, I thought about it yesterday when I, when I read it, and I was like, wow, you know, you've, you've known. I, gu- I guarantee you this, they knew the powers that be, as soon as that decision was made, there would have been a, a, a nerd, a geek, and, and sitting in the referee's stats said, you went two phases too many, um, uh, too many back, and that try should stand. So they would have known that night that that was the wrong decision, mm-hmm. and they've held on to it till now to, to let it out. Now, that's wrong, so that doesn't help anyone else because that just puts us in more pain down here in New Zealand. Um, and, then the, and then the ripple effect. So Wayne Barnes is probably copping it, you know, He's, he's going to cop it more from all the trolls. Um, the All Blacks are going to cop it because it was the best try of the tournament that was turned down and, and possibly um, one of the best victories that the All Blacks would ever had because they would have ended up winning that game. Uh, and there is no winners out of making, making that, that, uh, that comment. And would, it, would it, someone would have found it? Well, yeah, they probably would have. So uh, what do we get out of it, Rick? That, I, I think that's the question. Like, what do we get out of... Um, World Rugby, who are absolute pork chops coming out and saying, now we've actually got another one wrong, you've been robbed for a second World Cup by a decision again from a referee that disallowed probably the best try in the tournament and the winning try um, that would have got you the World Cup. It's, I can't see the, uh, any positive coming out of it whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to Wayne Barnes, it wasn't his decision, right? I mean, he was the one that was saying, no, knock on, play on, play on, play on. It was the TMO. So I think if there's anything comes out of this, hopefully, hopefully it means they throttle the TMO. And the TMO doesn't have the autonomy to just jump in and re-referee the game. And, and that's the problem. That's the problem in the area that they need to fix straight away. Where you, you had um, a game that was run by... A bloke sitting in a in a booth and and run by replays, you know. You need to go back and look at this. You need to go back and look at this. The sooner they get rid of the bunker, the TMO, the VAR, and bring it back to a referee with some autonomy to, and the courage to make decisions, the better it is, and the better for the fan experience. I'm, I just think you know, like there's, I've never been a fan of the bunker. You know that. Um, and here's another example of like taking a, a, a already difficult game to understand as far as rules go and make it even more difficult to watch. And now you've, now you've thrown that out there yesterday about Aaron Smith's try being allowed. Mate, I reckon they've just lost an, another big group of uh, rugby union people that will now go and watch the better game, which is rugby league. Flight Centre's Big Red Sale is on with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. A book now to save big time for some sports news headlines for you. Sky Sports in the UK are going to broadcast the Cricket World Cup semi-finals and final in Hindi to appeal to the UK's Indian population as their team go for glory after England were knocked out and staying in England. Just a day after his funeral in Manchester, Sir Bobby Charlton's England shirt from the 66 World Cup semi-final has been brought for £59,000 at an auction. Charlton scored two goals in front of 94,000 fans at Wembley against Portugal to seal England's passage to the World Cup final in a 2-1 win in the iconic kit. 
and the Buffalo Bills have fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey and named quarterback coach Joe Brady as the interim replacement. The Bills announced the move Tuesday, less than 24 hours after their upset loss to the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. The Bills are 5-5. Five and five. They committed four turnovers in the loss, including three by star quarterback Josh Allen, who leads the NFL with 13 turnovers and 11 interceptions. Not a stat you want. The Bills' offense has not scored more than 25 points since week four. Turnovers have been a major issue, especially for Allen, who spent his first four seasons in the NFL with Dabble as his offensive coordinator. Catch every NFL game this season with Game Pass. Only on DAZN. Visit nfldazone.com forward slash NFL. Those are some sports news headlines for you. Let's get back to the text machine because plenty of text coming through on double eight double three Kempi. And this is uh, one from Pete Matata who says, Still a union man through and through, but a Panthers diehard since the 80s. I really watch Super Rugby. I still pay more attention uh, than the NRL. The international game is much bigger than league from Pete. Yeah, and it, and it is. I totally agree with you, Pete, that the international is bigger than than uh, rugby league's international game. That's a, a definite no-brainer. But from a from a from a spectator's point of view, and and we still got the diehards watching it, like Pete Rugby Union. What what are you what are you your your nephews and your your your, your kids? You know, your twenty-year-olds watching these days. Because I remember Rick, and I've told the story when my first fifteen coach. Like he'd get a beer, we'd go over there and watch an all-black test together. You know what I mean? When I mm. when I got into my late teens, early twenties, I'd go into pubs and the, and the all-blacks would be playing. It would be packed. Everyone watching telly. After my football career, I came home. I was sitting, sitting at a bar down at Christchurch actually, uh, and it was on a cup week. There was actually a cup week, and there was a rugby, um, a, like a replay playing on telly. No one was looking at it. You know, and I was like. It just was totally different to what I was used to. Um, if there was rugby playing, whether it was an old game, a, a current game, or whatever, the whole place would be lit up. And I think those those um, days had well and truly gone. And I, you know, it'd be really interesting to see where that is actually headed and if it can be halted as far as our national game, because I think rugby is under a bit of pressure. Well, I think so. And Jamie from Wanaka's texted through on double eight double three as well with a bit of a story. He said, "Morning, guys." Every year, I take my son to one game, and he gets to choose. It's always been either the All Blacks or the Highlanders. The draw for the NRL came out, and he decided he wanted to go to the Warriors. So we've already got flights and accommodation booked. That's yeah, and that and that's sort of what I'm touching on, Rick. Is that you know when I look at when I look at what's up for offer watching telly because you know part of our our role is we've got to watch as much sport as possible given the time that we can watch it in. Now, when you when you when you're watching Opiki rugby up against the NRL um, W. You've got these transfer of players. It's talking Nathan Wong's gone over to St. George. Um, you know, Sonny Williams' sister um, has also moved over. You know, what's going on She's with those games? Titans, you watch the games. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, you know, if the players are starting to do that, what are the fans doing? Well, you I'll know, tell you, Ruben, the boss, has texted through uh, as well, and he said uh, that player that I was talking about who said uh, that that game, the Super Rugby game, was bad and so he turned over and watched the NRL was Justin Marshall. Just Well, there you go. And who would have thought that just See, I would, you know, I would often, for, for, for a number of years, listen, listen to some of the, I guess, the, the voices of rugby union talk, and they would never once in their breath, talk about rugby league. 
that's changed. Like there is an absolute absolute change in the way that rugby league and rugby union, um, how it is viewed in this country. When you look, so you've got Justin Morgan, uh, Justin Morgan. I'm even talking league. Um, you've got the likes of Shag, Smithy, and uh, Justin talking about rugby union being turned off, and I'm watching rugby league. Uh, mate, you, you've got to you've got to sort of listen to that conversation. You know, because if they're doing it, and if, and people are going, well, those are our iconic figures saying it. I'm sure that the public are doing it as well. You know, and there are play, there are there are people who are passionate about their union. Uh, Paul from Harwater is one. He said, "Morning, guys. I watch union still. Love the NPC. I go to two Super Games in Wellington every year. I follow the Canes from the Naki, and I'm involved in club rugby. I would watch a couple of ga- league games a year." Um, so, you know, Paul is very much uh, the, uh, the rugby man that we're used to seeing, that we talked about. But then we've had this one come through as well. No name on the text, but I'm a rugby tragic. Played NPC and Heartland, coached for 15 in premier grade. But after watching that Dow World Cup final the other week, I'd ray, way rather watch State of Origin. Yeah, and, and that, that's a great, that's a text that we're looking looking at. You know what I mean? Like, you've got the diehard, so here's a coach a supporter, a, you know, at, at domestic and, and national level, but then he wants to switch on and watch rugby league. That is actually, for me, that's that's actually physically happening at the Warriors. So they always used to talk about it. When I was coaching at the Warriors, they always talked about crossover crowd. Like when the Blues played and the Warriors played on the, on the different weekend, it was about who's going to attract the more play, the um, mm. crowd. Now, I think, I think hands down the Warriors are winning that one. You know what I mean? Like you look at Eden Park and you look at you look at Mount Smart Stadium. When that when the Blues are playing or the Warriors are playing, there is there is no competition. The Warriors have won that one hands down. Now is that actually happening with the viewership around the country? Because rugby league isn't played in the countries, mate. We don't have senior competitions playing where you can go and watch your Cliftons and your Two Coppers and your Spotswood Old Boys and so on. You know, you've you've got to watch rugby league on telly. So do we now have a a, a union um, cohort watching local football, but then they go home and they throw the Warriors jersey on and they watch the league at night. Every chance, mate, every chance. Uh, this one has just come through as well. I love watching rugby, always will. I've got two nephews playing super rugby, but the Warriors have done wonders for the game. I love watching them, and my young nephews love Sean Johnson and the Warriors. So there's definitely a changing of the guard, it feels like. You're with Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. We've been talking this morning a few things. One of those is about the NRL, and uh, Andrew Abdul saying, look, you know, we will have salary cap compensation if NRL clubs want to chase star players from other codes. How would that work out? We also talked about the cricket as well. Ross Taylor is coming on after 7 o'clock, uh, but we talked about what percentage chance you'd give uh, the Black Caps of winning the game against India tonight. Uh, plenty of texts coming through on both of those subjects. Paul, who texted through, I think it's uh, Paul from Hawara, saying world rugby is too obsessed with trying to appear to be a global game. They don't understand that less is more when it comes to quality. I would rather have a World Cup of 12 quality teams uh, than 24, where 16 of them are rubbish. Yeah, look, I, I, I think, I think what happens, you know, if I give my experience with rugby union and rugby league over the years, and I, and and I've always told people this, like I was brought up a rugby union man, you know, so I played rugby union all my junior 
um, football right through to high school first 15. Um, but league was introduced to me when I was seven and would play that through on the Sunday. Because, you know, we never had this, you can't play too many games thing. You play and train alternate nights um, during the week and both games on the weekend. And there's definitely a class divide, Rick. All right, so what you're talking about is you're talking about world, even in the name, world rugby. You know what I mean? World yep. rugby is a, is a, is a class divide. Well, let me give you a thing about class divide. Class, class is about really about the rich, isn't it? The rich versus the poor. You're going through classes. Definitely a class divide in England because you do have the poor and you do have the rich over there. In New, in, let's go in New Zealand, for instance. Well, the Auckland Rugby League's worth $140 million and Ortex is worth probably about the same amount of money and own the Warriors. And there's definitely a class divide in rugby, rugby union, rugby league compared to the two, two, two um, Auckland businesses that run the run the games in this country, so I think we've got to push that that conversation out the door. I'm talking about the purest entertainment package here, and I think what's going on is that rugby union is actually killing its sport. World rugby is killing its sport. It is now becoming too much. You know the old kick and clap. I don't really like that saying. You kick the ball and you clap and it goes out. Now. I actually think they, they are creating that scenario where it's not kick and clap, it's just stop and wait mm. for action. And of yeah. course what people want is ongoing action and you're getting that with rugby league. So I know a lot of our texters are coming in, they're, they're of the same ilk as me and you, but what's happening to our younger generations? Well, that's the question. What are they watching? Uh, I, d- I did see a metric about uh, uh, people, uh, the young, the latest generation, I think it's what it is, under 25 or whatever it is, and their engagement of what they watch online. Um, and they did it, I think it was from five years ago and then compared it to now. And five years ago, I think rugby was around eighth and rugby's not in the top 20 now. Um, according to the latest, so I mean, that's his a wow. lot. Um, yeah, so it's something to something to think about for the powers that be. Uh, Scott Titarangi said, "My daughter's got into playing rugby, so I'm watching the women's game and NRL, which is interesting because it's the same rules, but the game seems to be a bit different, and they seem to be less uh, risk averse. You know, they're more willing to throw the ball around. Yeah, and and the other thing too is when you when you're having the um, the the Tyler Nathan Wongs, that, those type of players, the Niall Williams tra- transferring through the codes, and you can play sevens or picky rugby and then go to the NRLW. Um, the, the, the women's game in, in the, in the overball sport code in New Zealand is ab- absolutely thriving. I know it's one of the questions they're trying to answer in rugby union about how do they get more girls playing rugby union. I'm telling you right now, in rugby league, they do not have that problem. Right from the ages of under 13s through, they have tournaments where they're they are packing out provinces with girls rugby league, and when you've got that that aspiration of getting into NRLW, um, the sooner the Warriors bring back in a women's team, the better it's going to be for this country. Yeah, hundred percent. And I tell you what, rugby really needs to worry then because, I mean, I think there's been what six or seven uh, former Black Ferns uh, go to rugby league. I think uh, there'd be far more if there's a NRLW team all of a sudden available for them to play for in New Zealand. Hino Trucks, a better class of truck. Make your working life easier. Visit hino.co.nz.